BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, Doug Millard. Hello, Doug Benson. I should have sang it like you did. That was beautiful. Right, but you, I, I can't get used to it yet. I don't know if you're going to, because I always write down a guess. I don't know if you're just going to repeat back what I say, but with, your, with my name, or if you're going to you know, change it up. I like to keep you guessing. You do all the time. <laughs> and we've got big news. What is because, that? <laughs> we are bringing... Finally, we are bringing Wide World of Dugs to an actual live audience. We're going to tape one of these in front of some people that turn out for it as part of South by Southwest. Yeah, that's huge. Can't wait. That's way better than the dead audience we performed in front of. That was weird. Well, it wasn't as much dead audience as we had no audience that one time. <laughs> And but also yeah. in Austin, Texas, which this is uh, interesting. I mean, I know you live there now, so that sort of puts us puts us there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when we started this, you didn't live there, right? Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> this is really uh, coming full circle because you and I in an audience on Tuesday, March fifteenth, at a quaint little spot in downtown Austin called Esther's Follies. Yeah. Which is next door to uh, the Velveeta Room, the, the comedy club downtown, which you play out a lot, Doug, but have you ever, outside of like South By, had any reason to perform at Esther's Follies? No, I have not. <laughs> Only South By. I think with you, actually. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, because uh, you know, I've been doing shows there like every South By for... You know, obviously we just skipped a couple, but, but prior to that, uh, I've been going every year for like 10 years, I think. Yeah. And, um, uh, but Esther's Follies is just a strange venue because it's named after Esther Williams, the singer, uh, the uh, swimmer and singer and dancer <clears throat> from old movies. And um, so the whole place has this weird kind of like, uh, you know, kind of underwater mermaid kind of aesthetic. And, um, it just it's just a it's an odd venue. Uh, yeah. I hope they're I, I hope they're not listening. I hope they take it <laughs> as a compliment. But it's a strange place. But they always are available during South by for the comedy uh, to happen. So I've done lots of Douglas movies there over the years. I'm going to do another one there this South by. But let's focus on that's the place to go and enjoy because it's an interesting place to see once once you're yeah. inside like the lobby area where you can sort of hang out and drink there's like a bar 
Uh, it's just really uh, colorful and strange. And there's a little outside smoking area where there's like, uh, you know, uh, I guess it's a famous painting they've recreated of like that, that melting clock painting. Oh, right. But it's sort yeah. of like, it's sort of like 3D. Like it's kind of, uh, anyway, you got to see it. <laughs> so I just want to make it clear that, you know, anybody with a festival badge will just, you know, be able to cruise right in. But I think it's also, I'm going to, say i think it's fair to say since there's so many events going on simultaneously uh at south by that uh if you just show up even if you don't have a south by badge uh i'm saying you're gonna get in so Ooh, come, come yell at me specifically if for some reason you don't you come down there and don't get in scream and um, <clears throat> uh, for more info uh about that and all my other stuff uh, go to douglasmovies.com and our guest today, that's something we got to talk about, Doug, the format of that one in front of a live audience and, you know, how many guests we should have and how Ooh, yeah. how high we should shoot. Because, you know, Dolly Parton is going to be at South by this year. That's a good name. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> what's another one? Young Thug, I think, is going to be there. <laughs> hey, there's a perfect pair. I think I, I mean, think we don't need right? to think of more about this and you put dolly and thug together and you get done <laughs> oh man it has to happen <laughs> okay let's not get excited uh i'm excited about our guest today who uh we'll get into it with her she's got a limited uh, time frame to deal with today and i i don't know if you know this about me doug i think you might I love a limited time frame. <laughs> it's pretty great sometimes. You know what I mean? I, but I, I like a shot clock. I like knowing where yeah. things going to end and then yeah. ending it at that time. Yeah. And of course, of course, with podcasting, it's always pretty loose. So I never get that excitement that I get from uh, ending a show right when it has to end. Um, but she's a very funny comedian. Uh, Amy Schumer's best friend and favorite comedian. Rachel Feinstein. Who also has a great last name because I'm sure people fuck it up all the time. <laughs> yeah. So let's go to work. Hello, Rachel Feinstein. Hello. Thank you for having <laughs> me. My mommy's you for that. Thank you for being here. Do you know the, this is Doug Benson. Do you know the other Doug? Yeah. Hi, Doug. Hey, how are oh, you? Hey. Hey. <laughs> good. It's been forever. <laughs> so good to have you, you know, on. It has been forever. You're married now, right? You have a fun little yeah. life on Instagram. Yeah, life I think. looks really good. It's been, it's, well, that's all a lie, but yes, it's, uh, of course. <laughs> I'm hearing yeah. That now. <laughs> yeah. So Doug is based in Austin now and I'm still in Los Angeles. So during the, uh, the lockdown times, we decided to start a podcast together cause we could just uh, zoom it and our guests could be anywhere. And, uh, you are in New York city, I assume. Yes. And what's the, um, you get you're gonna go see us some sort of a basketball game or something? 
Swiss, I'm going to the Knicks with Sam Morrell. You guys know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Sam, like, the, Sam, the man, man full of misinformation. Like I reached out to you and said, do you want to do Wide World of Dugs? You said yes. And then today Sam's telling you, you're doing Doug Loves Movies. <laughs> well, that's probably my fault, actually. But I was like, yeah, I'm doing Doug's thing. And he's like, oh, the movie thing. But I thought you don't know about movie. And I'm like, I don't. I'm always terrible. I'm shocked that he invites me back. You know? <laughs> Now this because one, you're I remember be I used to do your at. thing and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Like I was always <laughs> zooming in the wrong direction at the live shows. I was just like leaving the stage and you're like, no, over here near the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always enjoyed having you on the show uh, regardless, because to me that, you know, being funny is more of a priority than being uh, good at the games. And today you don't need to know anything except for stuff, uh, you know, about yourself. And you could even make it up most of this stuff if you felt like it. I we, talk, <laughs> we talk uh, a lot on this show about uh, names and how they uh, affect us. So the first question I have for you is uh, just growing up, Rachel, like the name Rachel. What do you where do you stand with it? Do you love it? I mean, Rachel alone is a, is a, is a separate isolated piece is fine. It's not too problematic, but Rachel Feinstein. Now that is just, I mean, that's tough. That name is cock <laughs> me my entire life. <laughs> if a guy was hooking you up with a girl and you're like, Hey, listen, I want you to meet this girl. Her name's Rachel Feinstein. You'd be like, Oh, you know what? Don't let's not point her out right away. Let's uh, let me see some <laughs> pictures first. You know, I got to see, like, it's just not, it's not a hot name. You, that's, that's a name that'll leave a man flaccid for weeks. I would assume. <laughs> do you there's think a reason, that you know, Jews are known for a lot of things, not hot names that there's a reason there's not a lot of like Rivka Schornheims in porn, you know? Right. Right. Well, have you <laughs> fantasized at all? Or have you picked for yourself a first name that you think would work with Feinstein or is it mostly the Feinstein is the issue? I think that's the Feinstein where we run into some issues. Yeah. Just that, <laughs> and my name, it kind of gets worse as it continues, but Rachel, yeah, it's <laughs> innocent enough, but then Feinstein, that's tough. It's just not a hot name. Is Rachel a, um, a easy to misspell for people? Yeah. People, you like often assume that I have the A in it. You know, because uh, a lot and of Rachel. Yes. Yeah, that Rachel and Michael both make me nuts with the AEL. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to exist anywhere else. You know, in, in yeah. society, really. And yeah. it's. Uh, I don't have the. I don't have that. Um, <laughs> and uh, people, the other Rachel R A C H E L, so will be like, "Yeah, what the fuck is that with them?" And I'm like, "Yeah, fuck them." <laughs> Losers. Uh, Did you? Yeah, no, no A. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so you went into show business and stand up comedy just uh, basically deciding to suck it up and stick with the, the whole thing. Huge name. mistake. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like my middle name is Louise. Okay. It doesn't get a lot hotter. I told you it's tough. <laughs> So it's, that's like the name of like a nasal secretary from the fifties or something. So it's Rachel Louise Feinstein. And there was another comedian, Carrie Louise. And I felt like 
for some reason, I felt like I couldn't be Rachel Louise if she was Carrie Louise. And I didn't want to just make up a, a last name. Um, but uh, I used to joke that I would change it to o, o. Feinstein uh, when I married like a, a Catholic firefighter. But um, I just kept it at that point. It's too late. The damage has been done. Did you ever consider Thelma as a change? Oh my God, that's so hot. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thelma Louise. Yeah, Rachel, is that the my joke? grandmother used to sing a song to me. Everybody at home, get your dicks out for this. She sang the song, Rate, <laughs> Eyes So Brown, Lips So Round. Uh, no, sorry. Eyes so brown, cheeks so round, lips like cherry wine. The sweetest girl I know in town is Rachel Louise Feinstein's. Stop coming, everyone at home. <laughs> that was so hot. Isn't that just marvelous? People are going to turn that into TikToks. Yeah, what a, a rousing number. I've never pulled audio from this show as a promotional device, but this might be a first. That might be yeah. a good uh, good way to coax people to come here. All of it is oh, yeah, uh, straight to Pornhub. That, that, that beautiful song. I don't. We don't have. You know, we're just a couple of dumb dugs. We don't have a whole fucking song about either one of our names. Yeah, apparently, when my mom. Oh, let's go to a caller. Um, yeah, we gotta take some calls. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Tammy from uh, Des Moines, and she says she loves strong women. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just making up your callers. Uh, I have a landline that uh, only rings. You know, it's like a cheap, stupid phone that I uh, only you know bought and plugged into the wall because uh, I, sometimes I have to use it to. Uh, you know, for security purposes at the front door, you know, it's attached to the front door. So it's either uh, phone sales or, you know, robots, whatever, or somebody's at my door, a delivery. And I swear, Doug can probably confirm this. It rings almost every episode at some point. Like I only record this thing for an hour once a week and the phone always goes off. Apologies. Yes, yes. But we got an awesome, I think a, a package, a cool package is here that uh, uh, my girlfriend went to go down down there and uh, get it from him. Um, didn't deserve it. What were we talking about? <laughs> Rachel. The song, That's the beautiful it. song. That beautiful song. Yeah. And did it impact you in any way at all that Jennifer Aniston's popular friend's character is named Rachel? I never like, I was never a big friends person. I never understood that show fully. I guess you're not really supposed to say that. I just didn't, I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to go rogue and say that. Um, I didn't, to me, that show always seemed like, like it was pretend, like it was like the show they would be watching and saved by the bell if they had a TV on in the background. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, is this a real show? Like it always seemed like a sketch of a show. So I was never like super into friends. um, and And also she just, seemed like so like clean and spotless i never really connected uh with that rachel character she was just seamlessly hot like she seems like she would never have to iron everything anything i like leave with debris on myself every day pretty much (laughs) there's usually something stuck to me and people clean me throughout the day and i kind of rely on that service like i appreciate it people will be like what's stuck to you they they kind of take things off me throughout i'm usually full covered in litter again stop coming at home stop coming (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's only gonna get hotter for the dudes when i mention that 
you know, your name was also the name of her hairstyle for a while. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, they people would say the Rachel. I mean, you would never have dared while Friends was popular to actually wear your hair in a Rachel. Well, my hair, um, I think at that time was more of like it was kind of like a sort of Jew's nest. And I would take it, it would take, I had this habit of kind of collecting and kind of swamp like knot in the back of my and in the back. And then I would take the hair from the front and I would sort of comb it over the nest kind of growing nest situation. And I would try to cover it up um, and enable the nest because I didn't want to get my hair brushed by my mom and stuff because she was always following me around trying to detangle my hair. So and then she um and then I had like really wanted to be a blonde. So I took a piece of yellow string and I would put it on top of my head. I thought that was like an effective way to trick people into thinking I was blonde. So it was very <laughs> confusing. So I, my hairstyle, um, I, I mean, that was the real Rachel as far yeah, as I'm how, how did that not sweep the nation? I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, get involved. Put one piece of yellow string on your head and you'll be fucking <laughs> catching a lot of D. <laughs> A Jews nest just sounds like old Jews go where they go to retire. It does. You're right. It's, it's you're right. It's too confusing. <laughs> it does sound like a fun loving retirement. So right. <laughs> How uh, quickly do people you don't even know uh, get real familiar and, and shorten it to Rach? I get a lot of Rach. I catch a Rach a lot. I don't mind it though. My brother's you're fine Rach. with it. Mm-hmm. Because can you imagine if you hated it? I don't like people say my name. People mangle it. They call me Feinstein, Feinstein. I get a Rach. I get a Ray. I don't really care because I think when you have, when your name is so actively heinous, it's like, whatever, do what you want to. It's not going to make much of a difference. It's all going to come out in the wash, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you're, so you're never that concerned about like. No, it's funny. People uh, are always like, how do you say your name? Is it Feinstein or is it Feinstein? I'm just like, whatever. Care. Right. Once you're at that point, it's over anyway. So <laughs> it's, a bummer. it's a bummer. You can't put a yellow piece of string on your name to make people think it's different. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actively regret not changing it. It was a grave mistake for sure. Maybe. Well, I would what about yeah. uh, what's the what's the hubby's name? Why, why can't you uh, throw his name on there? I just feel like it's too late. And his name is Brennan. Oh, damn. So. A Brennan, yeah. you found a Brennan that's not a comedian with a brother? Yeah, <laughs> so Catholic firefighters are all Brennans, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, he's like nine brothers as a, as a firefighter. What if Kevin Brennan's nine brothers? I don't know. I'm assuming. I, when you have that many brothers, one of them has to, has to be a firefighter, I would think. Yeah. Of course, because they they're already raised to have to live, uh, you know, just be around a bunch of other men all the time. Yes, that's true. Playing that cards, waiting for the alarm to go off. They live kind of strangely, like comics in a way. They just kind of wait to work, and then, but we're the real heroes. <laughs> yeah, <of course>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're changing the world. Um, yeah. Okay, so we already we got into Louise as a middle name. I feel like Louise is kind of making a comeback and is not as uh, as unsexy as you implied. Well, the thing is, if it was a first name, you could get a little ironic with it. But you have to be like a super <laughs> cheap, kind of adorable little like, you know, 
Williamsburg type. It's like, you know, if you want to have a little affected name, cutesy name like that, but it's right in the middle anyways. I mean, it's just a road bump between Rachel and Feinstein. It's never going to be properly framed to be attractive. So what's the difference? Yeah, they were nice enough, uh, your folks, to give you the t- the triple double, like a, two syllables in each name, so that it doesn't, you know, makes it a little less bumpy. But uh, and yeah, also, I was true. just thinking that Tina Louise was the name of the actress, you know, sexy ginger on uh, Gilligan's Island. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if she was a Tina uh, Louise Feinstein or something. They um, just lo- lopped it off and went Louise is a last name. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, maybe not for our younger listeners, but I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about, I find like most comedians either have like kind of a nickname that everybody calls them or they're just not, they just, everybody just calls them by their name. Do you have any, either amongst family or professionally, any kind of nicknames that have stuck? I mean, I have a joke about it, but my husband, um, he calls me big guy, which is pretty problematic. (laughs) (laughs) The coming continues. Yeah. And then he acts like I'm being like weird about it. He's like, don't get in your head about it. It's positive. You're fun. You're you're one of the guys, you're big guy. But (laughs) It's like, you're big guy, come on, you're fun, you know? The guy's like, when you come by the firehouse, big guy's here. <laughs> I'm like, that's what you call like a union trucker. So he'll say that like if you're out in a restaurant or something, he'll go, what he you, says what it whenever like, I come big home. Guy? <laughs> Every night when I come home, he goes, is it big guy? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he says it like it's a wacky experiment. Like who could it be or something? It's like. That's what I talk about on stage. I'm like, well, of course it's me and Big Guy. Who the fuck else is it going to be? He always acts like, wait, is that Big Guy coming in? Yeah, it is. Then he's, he's, then he's dead. <laughs> Just some big yeah, He calls big me guy. Big Guy. My dad used to call me... Um, uh, my dad used to call me Hepzibah. It's like a weird Yiddish or Hebrew name or something. I think it might be in the Bible. Um, and he would follow me around to mess with me and go, Hepsa, Hepsa, blah, blah, blah. Like, and he would just kind of <laughs> harass me with that name. Which is you have more songs hard. and fun stories about your name than any guest we've had, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. That means a lot. I'm glad if I yeah. knew it was this topic, I wouldn't have been so frightened. <laughs> well, now's the part where we do the difficult movie trivia. <laughs> this used to give me so much anxiety when I would do your live shows because, like, I hate trivia. Like I am, my worst fear is a game of impromptu trivia. Like whenever they show, you know how they always like parade some bimbo and like show a clip of some girl at a pageant. Like how dumb is this one? That's me. And, and he, <laughs> I always feel for the bimbo. Cause I'm like, my mind just closes like a box. Whenever anyone starts a competitive right. game, I stink. Yeah. It's so funny that, that there was a, a big, uh, kind of, uh, kerfuffle with, uh, Pat Sajak actually took to Twitter uh, to just sort of, you know, kind of re-explain to people to not be so uh, mean to contestants on Wheel of Fortune who who don't seem smart because uh, the other night a a lady took three stabs at a puzzle and, uh, you know, it didn't go well. And, uh, you know, and it was, you know, comical, but also they didn't treat it on the show like, you idiot, they just, you know, Pat Sajak just clearly felt bad and they moved on. 
And uh, then he sort of uh, brought it up in a thread that it, it just being on a show like that, nobody sitting at home can, ex- can uh, is having the same experience. Like of course. You know, the yeah. puzzles, puzzles are easy when, when you're at home and you don't give a shit and you just glance at it and it comes into your head. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're I like out there, in front of people, yeah. I never, it's yeah. Like for me, there was always a supply and demand issue for that with my personality. It's not, it's not good. It's not a good marriage. Yeah. So people really freeze up and their brain locks up. And then there's all, all these other things you have to worry about, like spinning the wheel and, and buzzing the buzzer and you adrenaline, you're all over the place. Yeah. And you're seeing Pat and Vanna and, you know, and it's like also doesn't feel real because you watch it on TV all the time and now you're standing in the middle of it. So it's more dreamlike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really, uh, of course it's, you know, great t- television when contestants are really terrible, but uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> but I give the bimbos a break. Yeah. Leave <laughs> hands off. Well, that's something I'm discovering watching. Um, old game shows on like uh, Pluto TV's buzzer channel um, old shows like password and stuff. The actresses that were like played bimbos in uh, the seventies uh, sitcoms, the, the so-called jiggle shows, they go on those game shows and they're sm- really smart women, you know, and they're, yeah. and, and you know, as long as they're into the game, you know, like, like Betty white was all about, you know, those games, her entire career. But if your head's not into playing those games, it's just, it sucks. Right. Right. So I'm glad you know that about yourself and you just avoid that kind of thing. But also I've made Douglas movies. um, Like it's, didn't you win once recently, Doug? Uh, It's been a minute, but yeah, yeah. Not too long. I've made it easier. Like there's, there's, it's more like. Oh, cause I heard you lost, Doug. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of controversy. <laughs> he, he made it easier for people like me and you, Rachel. Oh no, that if you dumped it down, then I'm back. Yeah, but you'd have to dump yeah, it down yeah. a lot. No, I'd have to see. If, I'd have to see some hard evidence because those games, I would get prepped before other comics would be like, "You're doing jobs loves movies. Here's what you got to do." And I'd get, and still, I would go up there and just, just absolutely blow it every time. I had no well, idea. What yeah. And all on. those, all those guy New York comics are really competitive and really, really super into it. So yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. So now oh, I'm figuring okay. out the first Guys, time. Let's go to a caller again. Yeah. When it, for the first time it rang, it turned out, it either turned out that it wasn't a package or one of them was a, uh, robot and the other one's the package so I think the package is coming now wow. this is Marjorie from a divorce Arkansas and she says what a guy got a crush on both of them oh boy thank you Marjorie <laughs> there's really a place called divorce oh, I just like to make up town names or maybe there is oh, okay because there are some really uh, you know strange ones like truth or consequences New Mexico mm, that's amazing that was named that because the TV game show like made some sort of deal with the town, like that they donate money to the town if they called it that. And then they did. <laughs> and that was the name of the game show. Yeah. There was a show called truth or consequences where like you'd come out and if you lied, they'd, uh, you know, hit really? you, with a bat. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just another one of those liar shows where the panelists have to figure out if you're lying or not. 
Right, right. I don't think there were any consequences to speak of, but <laughs> there's going to be consequences if I don't get a commercial break in here. So uh, let's do that right now. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are back. We're talking to Rachel. Doesn't matter how you say your last name. Let's not worry about it. <laughs> She's cool. She doesn't care. Just remember the names of her. What's the name of your most recent uh, special that people can watch? Um, I guess only Horse Wear Purple is my last special with a name. I might call my next special. She's my big guy. Oh, <laughs> wow. Or I'm, I'm his big guy. I'm his big guy. Maybe that's better. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really sure what I'll call it, but um, <laughs> only horse wear purple is on uh, like Amazon prime. And um, that's what my grandma used to say to me when I was a little girl. And, um, or you could also see it on, uh, I mean, nobody, I don't know if anybody watches comedy central on demand, but probably prime is the best way to watch my special now. That'd be funny if you say that's or what somebody said to me my first day of being a whore. <laughs> my first day of like horror, somebody yeah. takes you aside and goes purple <laughs> but here there is there's usually like a girl that's been there a little longer you know that just it would say something like that she'd give you some she'd show yeah. you the ropes well and it does feel like a uh you know pardon the expression of the pimp color you know because yeah. at least how they've been depicted uh in television and movies is a lot of purple yeah she used to say only whores wear purple and also only whores carry suitcases <laughs> he used to say, you know what they have in there? All sorts of creams and rinses to cover their whoring. <laughs> potions and Tinkerbell powders to cover up the reds and things they've done. Everybody on my flight's going to think I'm a whore tomorrow. That's what they got in those slut satchels. You are, you're a godless whore. <laughs> well, couldn't you be like a flight attendant or something? Couldn't I be a flight attendant? I don't even know what to do with this question. No, I mean, like, what, you know, that is a reason to have a woman to have a, to carry a suitcase. Oh, you're defending the horse. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, there's a <laughs> variety of fun-loving reasons to have a satchel with you of any sort. That's why it's so amazing that anybody who had a large bag is just immediately a godless whore. <laughs> Like, oh I'll tell you God. what they have in there. Little, little bedtime uh, sort of blankets to wrap them up and rinse off their whoring. All kinds of rags and powders to cover up the rinse and things they've done. It's just, an, I mean, it, her mind is fascinating to me. <laughs> wow. Did she have a song about whoring at all? 
Um, no, but I wish, I wish I could make one up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to, I tried really hard. I was kind of trying to write the lyrics <laughs> fast enough. I think funny people like come to a fork in the road of their careers. They have to choose between improv and stand up. And those of us who can't just sing a song on the spot choose stand up. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just terrified of improv. And I think a lot of improvisers are terrified of showing up with a planned joke and having it not work, you know? Right, right. <laughs> we all have yeah, our so crutches. <laughs> 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 so Doug and I, of course, are both uh, stand-up comedians, and that's how we've uh, known and, and met you and worked with you. And um, w- other than the two of us, us Dougs, which sure. Dougs, have, have there been any Dougs in your life? Um, I, I don't know. I always... I think don't feel bad I, if there aren't. One of my that's mom's usually friends. the answer. <laughs> I think one of my mom's friends, like her, my mom used to tell me really inappropriate stuff about like people I was having play dates with, like the mom's mothers and stuff. Like, you know, when I was way too young and I remember her telling me one of the women, one of the moms, she was like that their marriage broke up or something. And she was like, she never, she said, Roger never forgave himself after she was assaulted. I was probably in sixth grade. He blamed himself. Meanwhile, you know, he didn't know that was going to happen to her behind the grocery store. And this guy was going to just lunge out with a knife, but you know, their sex life never recovered. And uh, so how did you have fun there, sweetheart? I'm like, yeah, I did. Did you get a snack? Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, he remarried. Um, she did. She, she did remarry an, a man named Doug. And, uh, she did say that he was very arousing and they sort of started on what was a sexual journey together. Um, <laughs> not wow. never as good as it was with, with, um, with Roger, but nonetheless, a sexual journey and a valid one. So what do you want for dinner, honey? Remember bedtimes at seven 30. That was my mother, <laughs> just the most insane, darkest, weirdest shit. How old ish were you? I was probably 11 because I, my mom tries to deny that now. Yeah. And I'm trying to change some of the names, but the guy's name was Doug. But I was like, mom, you know, she's like, remember when you told me this? I always do that too. I don't know if I would have said that, but put it in your talent show if it makes you happy or whatever. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, really? Because how else would I have known that, you know, blank, blank got assaulted? Oh, you got me there. Okay. <laughs> like, how would I have known that, mom? And that would happen behind the giant at knife point. Well, I'm not sure how you found that out, but I guess you did your research. Like she won't ever admit. I'm like, you said those things. I remember where I was in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, was sexual journey the actual, were those the actual words for that? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> That reminds me of that disgusting like couple that uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel Dratch would play that were always in the hot tub, you know, and uh, strangers would have to sit with them and they'd, you know, they'd be on their sexual journey. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> 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 yes, I, 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 I love... Um, I mean, now I gravitate towards oversharing women and I'm kind of an overshare too. I'll tell anybody anything. I'll be like a CVS and some, I'll notice somebody has the same kind of gum as me. And I'm like the same, like I'm the person that needs to point that out. 
then I'll just. <laughs> so I guess I'm still mad at my dad, but I also accept who he wasn't. You know, you have to kind of mourn who they were supposed to be. <laughs> That's me in like a line. Of <laughs> <CBS>. <laughs> I'll talk to any person, even though she drove me insane when she would do that as a kid, like just wildly humiliating, weird, dark stories. It's the strangest and stories that haunted me for some time. But um, <laughs> anyway, back to names. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just really i'm just stuck on 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 that because i just i i you know i've always been you know introverted in in that in that sense that like if somebody's if somebody thinks somebody's with me and that person is saying you know crazy shit like that i just i can't i can't deal yes it's really like taxi cabs or like if I'm, you know, if I'm with a friend in a car and they like uh, are saying f bombs constantly, it makes me uncomfortable on behalf of the stranger that we're in the car with. Yes, I do have that too. I have so I have everybody's anxiety that and like when my friends <laughs> meet each other. I take on everybody's anxiety and like every social exchange that's happening anywhere near me. So I'm always like, so he's a misunderstanding. Her, he's not gonna like. Like I can't. I'm always worried about other people's. But I'm more overshare, whereas my mom, like, I'll, 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 like, leave at night and be like, I shouldn't have told her that. But, like, my mom is just, act, I mean, she says, like, actively humiliating wild things to people. <laughs> Are some of them made up? I mean, she says, she says a lot, like, when we're at a restaurant or something, she'll be like, and the waiter's like, oh, I'll be right back. My mom goes, oh, please take your time. I lived in California in the 1960s. And I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is that about? We've been for the California thing. We're like, what could that mean, Mom? Why would? What is he supposed to do with that? It's incredibly derailing information. <laughs> you got to dangle that carrot, no matter where it goes. Listen, young man, think about a time and place that you do not have never experienced, <laughs> and figure out what that means. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I mean, I assume that. she means it's very relaxed and like in California, yes, that's, like you'll order a burger and if it comes in four hours, it's a, you're not mad at all. That is you're in California, man. <laughs> Please take your time. I lived in California in the 1960s. <laughs> it's a lot of very specific, confusing information, but I do think, yes, that's what it means. That's what she said when she caught. Um, me and my cousin smoking pot after her bat mitzvah. She's like, oh, please. I lived in California in the 1960s. I know what weed smells like. <laughs> oh, my God. She probably said like reefer, like reefer stick or just some horrid collection of words. I know what a reefer stick smells like. Thank you very much. Marijuana <laughs> 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 cigarette. <laughs> or maybe she was referring, I mean, I don't know what. There, I, it does bring up yeah, like she could be referring to a lot of things that happened in California in the, in the 60s. I don't want to know. I hope Earthquakes, also protests, all sorts of Other sections of her own sexual journey. Who knows? Anyone's guess. Sandy, Sniffy Culture. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like my parents said that, oh, back to the first name. My parents said that when they met, um, they got married in like, two months i think and she wow. met my dad yeah she met my dad at ucsb they were both in college there and he was like the first jew she ever met she came from like a super right family like where if you had an opinion at the dinner table you were called a commie which i still think oh is so God. funny <laughs> but you're, you're a commie i love the dad called her own his own kids traitors when they had like any follow-up <laughs> questions but um so she met and then my mother went to college and majored in african history with a minor in black studies 
and then met like a Jew, you know, musician and, and then decided she'd marry him right away and piss her father off, I guess. And then, and she <laughs> says that when they got married, I'm like, Oh, how did dad suppose? She said, well, we, I think he might've been under the influence of some sort of reefer powder. And we were in the back of a, <laughs> 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 we were in the back of a, a Trans Am, I believe. And your father just looked at me and he was, his eyes were kind of insane. And he says, do you want to get married? And I says, yes. Then he said, I want to name our first kid, Rachel. And I said, I love it. Strong women rock. And that's my mom's. She said she thought that was a strong woman name. And that's how she came up with the name Rachel. Like when they decided to get married in the backseat of somebody else's Trans Am. <laughs> with your dad's insane eyes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've been watching it on Hulu. They sound like a real Pam and Tommy. <laughs> yes. They were they were moving way too How about fast. that name? How about that name, you guys? Howie Feinstein. Ladies, don't start finger blasting yourselves. <laughs> I don't know a hotter name. <laughs> My that dad. Is... <laughs> yeah. That's a that is a lot. That sounds, like a, that's, that sounds like an old man and a, and a baby at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The first name's young yes. and the last name's old. <laughs> exactly. And my dad used to, um, so my dad was in a band when we were growing up called, because he's, he's a blues musician, but then he became a civil rights lawyer and he would play blues at night. And his band that he plays piano and zydeco accordion and the band was called the Vomitones. And my dad because my dad thinks throwing up is really funny and uh so they were called vomitones they had t-shirts that said hands across uranus tour which by the way the tour forget the hands across uranus section of the t-shirt the tour consisted of like two dive bars in michigan and there's no tour she's like they do a few guys at a couple of bars in michigan that they would play and my dad was always wearing that shirt to pick me up just like like some rancid yellow sweatpants with a hole in them. And then the vomitones hands across Uranus tour. It was just like a guy grabbing his own at just mooning and an ass. And then his, <laughs> and his blues name was hurricane Howie. If you block your hands with your ass, then you're going to, you know, and you get sick, then you're going to vomit because he doesn't have any other way to go. <laughs> oh, nobody's, nobody's dissected this for me before. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got absolute perfect logic. <laughs> no one even attempted, but you were, you had that so ready. That was kind of fascinating. <laughs> you're like, here, let me break the, the vomitones down for you. Do you think he ever stumbled across the, uh, that, that it, um, in theaters, the exit, you know, when they when they make a exit that goes like under the stage that the actors can use, that they call that a vomitorium from. Uh, I yes, guess my dad always says vomitorium. It's funny you say that. He says that all the time. He's always like, yeah. we were playing vomitorium or whatever. But I mean, he loves any word, anything he can make um, with a, he, any traditional word he can change where the root word repurpose the word where the root word would become vomit. <laughs> he loves throwing up. He thinks it's so funny, and he talks about it all the time. Where does that even come from? Like, what? Well, it's funny you mentioned. I didn't expect to talk about this, but it's a good place to end. Um, so, my dad used to have dreams about throwing up all the time, and he would joke about them in his in his sleep. And it was usually British, okay, um, British royalty getting barfed on by like well known blues musicians or. Um, 
civil rights, other civil rights leaders. So um, Pete and my dad would narrate the dreams. He would talk in his sleep and he'd be like, oh my God, 10 points, like Muddy Waters barfing in the Queen's purse. You got to respect that one. Like it was kind of like guy, like sportscasters or something, you know, I'd be like, oh my God, you know, like Sonny Boy Williamson right on the Queen's hairdo and then she's near her crown thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. You got to <laughs> love it though. <laughs> <laughs> her head looks like a real Jew's nest now. Yeah, it's a messy Jew's nest. And then he used to say, um, so he would, so he would sort of for, uh, act like a sportscaster of like vomiting in British ceremonies. And he'd be like, oh, you can't vomit at her. That's an important evening. Oh no, not in the queen's robe. And then he would laugh hysterically in his sleep. And then my mom would get pissed off and come downstairs. And I asked her once, um, I came in the kitchen and she was just sitting there like your father had one of his damn vomiting dreams again. And I was like, why do you think dad has those? And she's <laughs> like, I think the queen was very arousing to him as a young man. And um, he probably never forgot those first images of her. And well, we know how he feels about vomiting. So I think it's, a, it's the, <laughs> the sensual aspect of the dream. <laughs> he must be in heaven because like as a running thing on my movie podcast, I often just tell people when there's vomiting sequences in a movie because some people really? just don't want to see it you know and yeah. and i feel like i kind of gave up on telling people because it's more rare that a movie doesn't have vomiting in it like every movie has it at some point because it you know it's they need it to show a, a very stressful situation whether it's pregnancy or being drunk or nervous mm. like like people are throwing up in movies constantly and some people you know put their head in a bucket and i'm grateful but a lot of the times they have to go for it and have the whole special effect of fake vomit shooting out and everything yeah. um I, I really yes yeah, so you're so my he dad must be like loving movies these days because he has a good laugh uh you know at least once a movie Yes, and he gets to see vomit. That's all he really wants. He loves. That's that. all he wants. <laughs> yeah, he still talks about this cat as dead, been dead for like twenty five years. Our old cat Mojo, and he's like, you know, Mojo used to vomit a lot. I'm like, yeah, Dad, um, he's been dead a pretty long time. He was like, oh, don't you start talking back about Mojo? <laughs> oh my God, have a hairball, Dad. <laughs> Actually, yeah, he would talk a lot about Mojo and old weird vomiting stories. And um, he also. Uh, Rest in well, peace. Actually, actually, this happened once about vomiting and then I'll get out of here. Um, okay. so, <laughs> so and, I, and I start all my sentences that way. Um, so my brother was babysitting for this kid and he decided that he wanted to go to the beach and get drunk and I don't know, try to get late, whatever you do when you're 16 or 17. And he was basing this kid, but he wanted to go lie to his boss. Um, he was a babysitter. So he and our cat and Mojo, I guess had died or something. So, um, anyway, um, so Mojo died and he was in high school babysitting this person. So he told the person, um, that his grandmother died. He didn't think about Mojo dying. So he's like, well, my grandma died. I can't come to work. So then he goes to ocean city for the weekend. Then the woman calls my mom and says, you know, Karen, I'm just so sorry. I heard. And I just want to say, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh God. <laughs> and then my mother goes, I can't believe this fucking conversation went off without a hitch. My mom was like, oh, don't worry. She's been puking all over the basement. And, you know, we didn't. my mom's like, oh, no problem. But she thinks that she's talking. The woman thinks she's saying she's sorry about her mother. But my mom thinks she's talking about a dead cat. 
So my mom's like, oh, please don't even. She was getting so old and she was just vomiting everywhere. So (laughs) (laughs) just please, Linda, don't even worry about it. So this woman thinks my mom is like such an alarming cunt. And then my mom would see her like at the grocery store. Then she sent my mom a card. Okay. And she sent my mom a card saying, I'm so sorry, but again, didn't say, you know, for your loss or grieving or something like that. And she's like, that woman, Linda's a little off. She sent me a card. <laughs> Meanwhile, this woman's probably like, what a horrific, oh, please, it was time to die. She's puking all over the basement. Anybody dies or my, my brother's always like, oh, it's time. She's puking all over the basement. <laughs> so we're going to put it down if, if it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, this has been delightful, Rachel Feinstein, and uh, enjoy the basketball game with Sam. And uh, oh, do you have anything you want to plug before you go? Um, I don't know. Let me think. Um, well, when is this going to air? Immediately, like tonight. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be at Bananas this weekend in Jersey, Friday and Saturday. I'll be at Bananas, and then I will be hosting the RTCA dinner. Um, in Washington, D.C. It's just like a lot of political people gala type thing. And um, But you can go to my website, Rachel-Feinstein. I'll be in Vegas the following weekend. So that's got my, my dates and stuff. And if you go see Rachel, be sure to, uh, you know, don't yell out during the show or anything, but at some point tell her that you, uh, sp- you know, spent some time in California in the 60s. <laughs> that'll be the, that'll be code. They'll go, oh, that's somebody listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. thank you guys so much yeah, thank, you. thank you have fun at the game we'll see okay, you later <laughs> bye <laughs> wow there you, she goes you, you never know when it's going to turn to vomit you know <laughs> it really is uh, it's like a a cornerstone of entertainment like i you know i rarely read books anymore but i'm sure people throw up in books a lot uh you know all these streaming tv shows have you know people are always throwing up it's just uh it's too much so and people who don't like it i don't i don't dislike it to the point where like you know i'm I'm not a person who's like i can't see that or i have to look away but i i don't you know i just don't i'm not into it i think it's like an easy i think it's like you know, showing a license plate, a uh, personalized plate to set up what it, a character's like or somebody flipping somebody else off. I just think I find it in that same category of just sort of lazy. It happens too much. Yeah. You know, you can't get through a movie without somebody giving somebody the bird. It's like, what? what? Somebody's writing down that this is going to happen instead of coming up with some sort of dialogue that would be more fun and funny. Perfect. <laughs> now this is like for the listeners this is the kind of conversation doug and i have immediately after the guest <laughs> leaves as soon as it's over we just we just go off on something no but uh she was great yeah that was awesome that was uh i mean she's got great stories on all this uh all this name stuff i mean a, a lot of people do i think we've really lucked into uh something that is different and fun to talk about with uh, each person that we've spoken I, to. Yeah. I feel like that was uh, up there as far as the amounts of twists and turns where we didn't know she would launch into something 
and you don't know how it's going to circle back. And then here we are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew she'd be a good guest, but it, it exceeded my uh, expectations. And uh, we didn't get to um, ask her if she's known any Rachel's or hung out with any Rachel's. Um, I'm going to go ahead and answer on her behalf that no. <laughs> you don't think at all, but you know what I mean? She there might send, she might've thought about it for a second and then dug back to like junior high school or something. and had some story about uh, a Rachel and like, you know, that they became fast friends cause they had the same name, but then one of them had to move away. Or her mom knew a Rachel <laughs> <laughs> out in California. <laughs> um, <laughs> But other than that, we got, to, you know, we didn't get to her five and five, but we never get to anybody's five and five. I do want to figure out a name for this particular episode. Let me run by some uh, options for you, Doug. Sure. Here we go. Uh, I was thinking uh, Rachel's in Amy Schumer's movie Trainwreck. So I was thinking Doug Wreck. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Because tra- Train Doug doesn't really work at all. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then. And then uh, she's also in uh, I Feel Pretty. So I was thinking we could call this one I Feel Dougie. <laughs> All right. Right. Or yeah. uh, she's also in the movie Top Five. And we're already talking on the show sometimes about who's the top Doug. So we could call it Top Doug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rachel Feinstein. But was there anything she said or brought up that, that would have a fun Doug pun in, in it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we want to link it to vomit necessarily. No, oh. not vomit, but there must have been something <laughs> else maybe where she was talking about uh, somebody. Oh, yeah. What was it, Big Guy? Yeah, Big Doug. Yeah, maybe that. <laughs> <laughs> Big, du- Big Doug with Rachel Pasta. <laughs> okay, I like it. Because, you know, these other ones are all like, you know, uh, two of them are like Amy Schumer movies. This is more specifically to our friend Rachel, AKA big guy. <laughs> How do you I think? mean, I, I'll die before her for sure, but that'd be fun to, that'd be fun to throw that around at her uh, funeral. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, big guy. Yeah. Cause he'll, the husband will probably be respectful and not say it. Right. I mean, so somebody's got to get up there and say it. I get a big laugh. Yeah. (laughs) God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's a weird thing about comedian funerals. Like there's a lot of jokes floating around in your head and nobody wants this, this is a dark subject, but nobody wants to like be the first to say it, you know? Right. But then somebody says it and they, they, they break the room because they, they, everybody needs to laugh so bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't want to go to any comedian funerals to be honest with you because yeah. I I mean I've been to a couple things like, uh, you know, but not a full. I don't think I've been to a full funeral of a comedian where other comedians would get up and make long speeches and stuff because or even short ones. I just like I don't know, just something about it's sort of being a roast. Yeah, and there being so many family members there that aren't part of the kind of <laughs> yeah. comedy world. They're like, we're just trying to mourn and process. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a, it's a tricky thing, but I just, uh, I, you know, the whole idea of uh, funerals in general just depressed me. I don't really, if I can. Why is that? 
if I can get out of go- <laughs> if I can get out of going to one, I totally do, you know. Yeah. But, but it's tough to come up with the the right excuse, you know, like saying yeah. your grandmother died is a weird one. <laughs> um <laughs> saying your cat's vomiting all the time, I guess would be a good one. <laughs> my my cat's sick, I can't come to the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i've said my condolences uh yeah that's what i would do but okay so my bottom line is i'm just trying to say to all my comedian friends just don't die before me yeah there you go you know be uh, ladies and gentlemen about yeah. it let me go first <laughs> <laughs> um this uh, really encountered it. this really took in everything you know we got on a serious note there well, I don't know how to get, you know, end on a funnier note than I don't know how to top what Rachel was talking about. Like that's some, I think I have some okay family stories and them saying and doing nutty things, but I don't know that hers are really, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's a good storyteller and they're good stories. You know, it's a nice one, two punch. Um, you, you, can really, you can really see how she was shaped. <laughs> I can see wh- where Rachel came from just in this hour episode or less than. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we have some guests on where you feel like you don't, you know, they didn't open up at all. And not that they need to, because I like that's not that's not what I want to do. I don't want to try to get people to open up. I'm I'm tired of all the opening up. Are you still watching? Clayton's season of The Bachelor. I am. <laughs> I mean, they did a whole episode where they just forced women to have therapy on television. Yeah, that was a lot. Holy crap. I feel like he's so boring. They just have to do anything they can to make this different. Yeah, and they just have to keep cutting to him going, I'm so broken. <laughs> you know, which he's not going to say until the last 10 minutes of the final episode when none of the ladies want to have anything to do with him. God, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they keep they keep teasing that he admits that he slept with both of them when he gets it down to two. Yeah. Well, the, so, the, whole, the whole show every season, like to your point about opening up too much, like that's the go-to anytime they have alone time. It's to talk about something depressing. And so it's got to be a weird thing from their point of view going on like 30 dates in a row and everybody's just telling you about their saddest moment in life. You know, I want to see them talking about like, they're like bonding over their favorite movie or something. Yeah, like, something you know, and then that, nice. could, and that could dovetail into, and I like that movie because my dad died or whatever. Yeah. But they just sit down for a date and they have to go, listen, there's something I need to talk about. And oftentimes it's like, did you, you didn't really need to talk about that. And also you don't need to feel bad about that. And it shouldn't affect our relationship in any way, but they're still like pouring their guts out and he has to sit there and nod his head, you know, and just have that big old jaw, just, uh, you know, staying still and not breaking into a yawn while they, you know, <laughs> reveal all this traumatic material, all these things that happen to him, just, just, just to get one step closer to being, you know, one less person in uh, his harem. Like, like just the way these, you know, the last five, six women, I think maybe seven, even deeper, maybe he's been making out with all of them. And it's just like, yeah. well, I get like making out with him a little bit to kind of, you know, cause obviously you don't really want to get engaged to someone you haven't made out with, but sure. 
you know, you also don't want to get engaged to somebody, you, you know, you haven't had sex with, but that show does that all the time. Or, you know, either there's more sex happening that they won't admit or, you know, they're being honest. And some seasons it feels like the, you know, the couples don't hook up before they, before the proposal part. Yeah. But this time he's going to go get them both. And pardon me for using the expression, get them. That's rude, but he's going to make love to both of them. I'm so glad the Virgin got out of there before he, you know, could get at her. Yeah. <laughs> Probably also, the- also weirdest thing ever. Like she was the most confident Virgin, like, especially the very, her very first interaction with him. She was like so cocky and, uh, and then, you know, cut to an interview. I'm a virgin. Um, anyway, <laughs> I could talk forever about The Bachelor and I'll kind of do on the uh, Will You Accept This Rose podcast with Arden Marine. So you can uh, check that out sometime. What have you got to plug, Doug? I'll be in Oklahoma City this weekend tonight. Well, Friday and Saturday uh, with Dan Cummins. Uh, and then April 10th, 5 p.m. at the Commodore Perry Estate. I'll be part of a fundraiser, a gala, if you will, with Anthony from Queer Eye. We're going to be raising money for the Other Ones Foundation. It's a great cause. Check it out here in Austin, Texas. What about you, dude? Uh, you know, just coming to South by in uh, yeah. you know, about a week. So we're going to do we'll do another one of these. Uh, this style and then the week after that people will get to hear the first ever audience uh, version of Wide World of Dogs from Austin, Texas and if you're in or near Austin, Texas uh, do consider uh, coming by for the taping it should be pretty fun there's lots of filmmakers, actors, comedians uh, musicians all in uh, Austin, Texas for uh, <clears throat> for that week you know the 10 days of South by Southwest. So uh, you never know who I'm going to pull to be on uh, as guests. So uh, we'll definitely have some fun guests, but they might even be like, you know, famous fun guests. Yeah. Dolly we'll see. Parton. We'll see. Don't be disappointed if it's not Dolly Parton. And uh, who's the other one I said? Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't be disappointed if it's not them, but there are, I already know that there's some uh, great people that are going to be there. And it, you know, it comes down to scheduling and yeah. all that, but, uh, I think it'll be super fun. And, uh, until next time. And as always, <laughs> big Doug. <laughs> Got it.